0: Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I'm your host, Logar the Barbarian, and I'm joined today by my guest, Robin Fierum, the author of The Frozen Temple of Glacier Peak and Salt Haven.
1: Welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Logar. Uh, Nice to be here.
0: It's, It's good to have you. Now, could you tell us a bit about some of your work and some of the stuff that you've got out there?
1: Yeah, sure. So, um, I like to write stuff for pretty minimalistic, uh, mainly OSR, NSR systems. So uh, right now I've got a few modules out there, but I think the ones I, I might be most well-known for or the ones that uh, people have appreciated the most is my NAID module, the Frozen Temple of Glacier Peak, and uh, my Salt Haven supplements for Cairn.
0: Do you tell us a bit about the Salt Haven supplements cuz I haven't had a chance to check those ones out. What are those what are what are those about exactly?
1: Yeah, sure. So, um, they're basically so Salt Haven is a kind of micro setting. It's just an island uh with a town that's also called Salt Haven and it's it's basically it's a, it's a mini kind of a sandbox. Just like tiny, tiny adventure modules. So everything is based in Salthaven. And then I've got three modules. The the basic one, which is called just Salthaven with an adventure, uh, with a little plot and a little dungeon. And then I've got two supplements. Uh, One is for the town itself, uh, which is called Salthaven Town Gazetteer. Uh, which just details some NPCs and locations uh, and and stuff to do and stuff to find on the streets in the town. And then I've got a supplement for the sewers of Salthaven as well.
0: Ooh, like a sewer crawl?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's got uh, like... Um kind of a procedural map generation uh where you delve down into the underground of Salt Haven uh, to find all different kind of weird stuff down there. I'm curious what's
0: that what's that what's the procedural the procedure you've laid out there? What's that what's that like? What are we what are we looking at there?
1: Basically uh we you start out with a uh, Uh, just rolling, like, the first floor, the first room. And then you... So you roll a uh, D4 for the first room, and that's basically how many exits there are in that room. And uh, then you uh, roll a D6, and uh, if it's a 1 to 5, then all these exits are horizontal. But if it's a 6, then it's vertical, Uh, Up or down, flip a coin. Uh, And then finally, you roll a a D8 to get the direction like west, northwest, east, etc. And uh, then I've got all sorts of tables for what kind of stuff is in the the area you're in right now. Uh, I've got some locations, some NPCs, some uh, kind of uh, adventure hooks, and and some treasure and things like that.
0: That sounds great. That sounds great. Now, Salt Haven itself, can you tell us a bit about the city and the island that we're looking at there? What kind of things could someone expect?
1: Yeah, so Salt Haven, uh, it's basically to start off, it's just this sleepy, quiet fishing town. Uh, think kind of the British Isles up north. It's uh it's not very pleasant. <laughs> it's got a fair amount of people coming around for trade and and there is a, a little bit of a community in there. Uh, but then one day, uh, suddenly these storms began and uh, uh, suddenly no ships can dock and no ships can leave Salt Haven. So everyone are basically landlocked. And that's the whole mystery. That's what the adventuring party has to solve. What has caused all of this? And there are a few possible ways to solve the situation.
0: Excellent. excellent. So... You've got quite a few other things. I know we reviewed the frozen temple of Glacier Peak, and that was for Nave. You've got the Salt Haven stuff out for care. You seem to be focusing on what I would say is uh, kind of the NSR realm, perhaps, what people call the new school revolution, which kind of takes from old school D&D and simplifies, I'd say. Would you say that's accurate? Uh,
1: I I would say everyone (laughs) has a pretty much different take on, on what the NSR is. One of the prominent figures in the NSR movement is uh, Yochai Gal. Uh, I don't know if I pronounced his name right, but uh, he's he's a really cool guy who basically set up this community and set up some principles on on this new school revolution. And it's it's basically, I would say, my definition of it is a more inclusive OSR where. You don't have like the grognards who say that this is the way the game should be played. Uh, it's more of a it's more of a free space, free and uh, accepting space. I would say.
0: Yeah, we well, we're big fans of your here. He's been on quite a few times. <laughs> <laughs> so, what got you into this and in writing games for this realm of the NSR, as we will call it?
1: Yeah, so um, I guess it uh, it kind of started, I, I began writing adventures last year, early last year. And uh, my first like proper published module was The Curse of the Emerald Sea. And that one I started because I wanted a game, a procedural game for uh, basically like wave crawling. For, like, I wanted my own pirate game. <laughs> and then I saw this Undying Sands game from Games Omniverse. And uh, uh I was just blown away with the hex tiles. Uh, and, like, you pull the tiles from a little bag and you place them. And it's all random. And it's all improvised. And I love that kind of stuff. Lots of tables. Lots of things happening. And that's kind of how I started writing. Like, just playing games in general. I, I love procedural games i love random tables i love improvising i i want my table to be alive i want things to kind of uh, not be predefined so so that's uh, that's pretty much how i got on the path to these kinds of, of games
0: take us through a little bit of a little bit of what else you have available because you have a few other games that are available as well that are out there
1: Right. Uh, so yeah, yeah. I've got uh, one actually that I'm uh, I'm pretty proud of. It's called the Quarantine. That was kind of a passion project uh, because I lived in South Korea for a few years, and uh, my main playing group from there. We basically got together uh, to make a zine together. So everyone made a spread, and it's all uh, system neutral. Just Random stuff, some random tables, uh, a dungeon, and things like that. Uh, And it's all free. You can get it uh, at cost uh, on Lulu as well. So that one I really like. It was fun to really make something with. Uh, We were eight people in total, I think. I've also got a uh, Mothership module, actually, which is something completely different from the other mainly fantasy-themed stuff I've got out there, which is called Bumpy Ride at Board 9. Uh, which is basically a kind of whodunit horror mystery on a frozen planet.
0: I, I'm a big fan of that mothership where I got a couple chances to run it so far. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that big box set coming
1: out whenever that finally <laughs> hits. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm waiting for that as well. It's a fantastic game. I'm
0: excited to see what else will be coming out for that because there there is a big... One of the things that I love about things like Cairn and, and Knave and Mothership and stuff like that is that it is largely community-driven content. It's not coming from some some big company that's kind of making all the stuff for it. It's, it's people who play. And stuff that's coming, I'm assuming, from their tables and whatnot. And I'm, I'm assuming a lot of this stuff came from what you were running at your table. Is that correct? Or-
1: yeah, exactly. So that's, that's also why I love these systems is they give you free hands. There are no restrictions. They just say, here's my stuff. Make whatever you want to do with it and just release it under the same uh, license. I I like the systems uh, themselves, like Cairn and and, uh, Mothership and all of these. But just that possibility that if I want to, I can take this game that I prepared for my group and publish it. It's just uh, fantastic. It's a it's a real boon. So where
0: did you I'm curious about your like gaming history. What brought you into what got you into this realm of gaming like did you start with dnd or a different game or how, how did that happen
1: yeah so i'm from sweden and in sweden when i grew up in uh, the 90s dnd wasn't that big i mean it, everyone knew what it was but it wasn't the most popular game we had a game called draker or demoner in sweden which is actually still published which is basically dragons and demons. Uh it's it's dungeons and dragons but it's uh based on the uh, basic uh what's it called BRP?
0: The basic role play system?
1: Yes, 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 exactly. So it's got D100s and and stuff like that instead of D20s. Yes. So it's a uh, that's uh what got me into the game. I had this box set from I think like 19 19- 82 or 83 or something uh, that I inherited from a relative. And then I would just stay up late playing uh, role-playing games with my brother and, mm-hmm. uh, and my friends. And so I, I played for a while and then uh, I kind of uh, dropped out of it uh, for, for many years and until I rediscovered it with uh, Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition a few years ago. So that's what got me back into the hobby.
0: How did you go from the 5th edition to things like Nave and Taren? What Where did that switch over occur? And are you still playing 5th edition and other things? Or are you strictly into the NDC now at this point?
1: I, when I got into 5th edition, I was playing at a shop in, in Seoul, South Korea. And it was mainly Adventurers League, the organized play of 5th edition. And I started the, uh, running games as a dungeon master every week. And... I kept getting like so frustrated and annoyed more and more every week that like, why do I have to spend like two or three hours preparing an an adventure module every single week? And why is there so much page flipping? I was frustrated. (laughs) And then I found Mace Rats. Yes, And that's absolutely one of my favorite games. And I ran uh, a couple of one-page dungeons with my coworkers using just maze rats and just improvising just just to try it out and and uh that just changed my world. So from from that point on I've been mainly running uh lighter kind of games like that like nave cairn, maze rats, etc. but I I'm still running a games of fifth edition every now and then
0: could you tell our listeners where they could go to find some of your stuff and uh and pick it up and what you have like if, give us an idea of anything you may have coming out in the future
1: okay okay so yeah uh i've got my nave module the frozen temple of glacier peak it's on exalted funeral you can go pick it up there in physical form um it's also on itch and drive Through. And then all of my other stuff is in digital form on Itch and drive Through. And I have plans to possibly uh, publish a printed version of my Mothership pamphlet module, Bumpy Ride at Boar 9. So, um, yeah, look out for that one.
0: Definitely. You don't. Do you have any projected timeline for that, or is that still kind of up in the air?
1: <laughs> um, I, I would say within the year, at least. Uh, it's it's. I just need to fix some layout and, and stuff like that, and I've just not gotten around to it. It's a very small module, but uh, I want to polish it a bit before I I get it out there.
0: No doubt. No doubt. Now, your itch, your itch page where they can find you and what they should be looking up on drive through. could you give us an idea of the links they can go to? Uh,
1: yes. So uh, on my drive through, it's my name, Robin Fiatem. Uh, maybe you can put a, a link or something in the description. Yes. Um, and my itch page is called IALATH which is I-A-L-A-T-H dot dot I-O. And that's actually a, uh, that title is the title of uh, the first and only role-playing game system I've made uh, when I was in middle school, actually. So,
0: Do we have access to that anywhere?
1: um no (laughs) it's it's all in swedish it's all written in like a a really old version of microsoft word and i doubt anyone would enjoy playing it
0: (laughs) it's time for the second edition
1: (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) maybe maybe some someday
0: well thank you for coming on it's been great chatting with you
1: yeah. Thank you, Logar. It's been nice being on the show.
0: Good, good. If you enjoy what you've heard today, please give us a positive review wherever you're listening. You can find us on Facebook search wobblies and wizards, WobbliesandWizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter at Logar We're on Patreon. We can use any support. You can give us patreon.com backslash wobblies and wizards. And as always keep those dice rolling.